This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. All right. Welcome, welcome. I've got, as always, we're doing our Friday wrap-up. Um, I've got Mr. Michael Zuber. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Thank you for doing this early. Friday is going to be a, a rough day because I'll be sitting with my accountant for 10 to 12 hours. So I'm glad we're doing that today. So I had asked Michael, I said, hey, you know, like, oh, you're prepping for your accountant. And then... <laughs> Show them the, the yeah. The, my tax preparation is this big, right? <laughs> this is all the paperwork I'm bringing that we have to go through. It's it's uh, it's going to be a long day. It's 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 the one day a year that it's it's rough to own a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, t- tomorrow's the work day, right? And the work to prep <laughs> that, right? Like, yeah, I've been prepping. Oh, probably a hundred hours to get because now I've done it with the same guy for so long that I can, I, tomorrow's going to be a 12 hour day, but if I didn't prep, it would be like a three or four day ordeal. So, I, you know, prepping to get to the day so that I can, you know, get my, get my, uh, get my tax money back or not pay any taxes again. So. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. So, you know, I want to just jump right into it. Um, it's Thursday. We're recording this. It's posted. People are watching this on Friday. We've been talking I mean, pretty much the theme of our conversations are always about interest rates, what's going on in the bond market, the 10-year treasury, mm-hmm. maybe fill people in on what's going on today, right now as we speak. Yeah. So let's just remind folks, you know, we've been doing this a while. We've been trying to help people. We're not doing this for YouTube views or clicks or scaring people. I told you the, you know, January 1st, you can go back on my show and look at the daily financial news from January 1st. I told you gun to head. The one thing I would track would be the 10-year treasury. At the time, it was at 0.91. Well, today, they had an auction that didn't go well. The 10-year treasury spiked to over 1.6. That's the high since before January of last year. And that's significant because that's pre-pandemic. That's pre-it breaking, you know, before we recognized it here in the U.S. and started showing or shutting down. Now, you got to ripple this through for us as real estate investors or us as real estate agents and brokers. That spike very easily could take what was a 30-year average loan at 2.9 and potentially bring it as high as three and a quarter or three and three eighths. Now, in historical aspects, if you're like me and you've been doing this 20 years, even if it's three and a half, it's still historically low. But realize that spike is going to do two things. First, it is going to turn some yes answers into no answers. What do I mean by that? where there are some people that were so skinny on debt service or their covenants or whatever, they needed a 2.75 or 2.8 mortgage for 30 years to get a yes answer to buy that house. Dude, you take it to three and a half. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's going to be some that now get a no answer. So we are removing qualified buyers. Now it's still not enough to impact a market where there's no supply, but this trend is something to watch. So that's the first thing. What's probably more immediate and more impactful and will get a lot more television time is this rotation is going to impact the stock market. 
At 1.6 on the 10-year, it is now higher than the dividend rate of the S&P 500. 1.6 is going to cause some people to go, hmm, you know, I'll put a little money there instead of, you know, a risky stock market. But most importantly, what we are now starting to see is a great rotation. We have been long dependent on six, seven, eight, ten 10 tech stocks, which, which they call growth. They are quickly going out of favor. It would not surprise me if Tesla rolled over and fell significantly. And, you know, Tesla goes Apple, goes Facebook, goes Amazon, right? We, we've been, the world is, is going to be different, right? Value is going to be more important than growth. And then lastly, all of this goes, why is it 1.6? It's actually good news. It actually means the economy. There's expectations that the economy is going to boom out of this crisis. And when you accelerate the economy, you should have higher interest rates. So net, net, you know, I think it's a good sign. And we've been talking about it. We're at the very tail end of this, this dark period. It gets better from here. But unfortunately, one of the ramifications of it better from here is a higher rates. That is also going to impact the Fed. The Fed is going to be behind the curve. And I've said this for a long time. The Fed's wrong. There's no chance they keep rates low until 2023 or 24. It's, it's not possible, I don't believe, uh, unless they start buying all the bonds and out in existence. But I don't see that happening. So uh, the last thing is, is if you're a real estate broker or an agent, you need to check with your, your buyers, maybe not immediately, but if this thing really picks up steam 30, 45 days, a lot of the people we serve in California, SoCal, uh, Bay Area, a lot of their wealth is in the market. So you're going to, you know, th there may be a buyer or two that goes, oh my God, my RSUs aren't worth what they used to. I got to wait now. I can't buy. Because I think this spiking in rates, and I called for 1.5 in March. It's already hit 1.6 today. You know, I was thinking it got to two. We'd have to be in real trouble. So uh, we better pay attention because this, this will... We are entering a new period. The great rotation is happening. The tech, I think we'll have a tech wreck in the high evaluations. I think the economy gets goosed up in here. I think, I think an unemployment or employment gets better. I think uh, average hourly wage gets better. It's just, uh, it's different, right? Exiting a dark period, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess up the system a little bit. Yeah. No, thank you for all that insight. It's interesting because what's really happening we talk about it all the time here in the show. And, you know, I know it's a constant theme and everything you're doing at one rental at a time. Um, but Barry Habib, I know you're going to have him on, I believe, in the next two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. The eighth. Yep. The eighth. So that's just right around the corner, right? So mm -hmm. uh, you're going to have Barry on. And it's interesting because he had a slightly different perspective. He, he felt that that the rates were probably going to kind of stay on the floor like they have been. Right. And yeah, he and I disagreed on that. I mean, you can go back and watch that episode and um, you know, he was of the mindset. Yeah. They were going to tick up shortly because of what happened in early January and they would come back. And he, he thought that they would stay low for longer. And I'm like, I don't think so. And um, you know, we'll see, I'm going to ask him the same thing because, you know, I think they were like 1.2 or 1.15 when we were talking Dude, they're like 1.58 or 1.61 today, vastly. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but you got to realize that's a 30%, 35% jump in like weeks. That normally doesn't happen. They don't normally move that fast. I talked to a mortgage broker the other day and just on Tuesday of last week, the rates adjusted three times and he, he actually texted me today. They adjusted four times today. It's interesting times, folks. 
Absolutely. Keep your ear to the ground. So this is where you want to pay attention and be able to see and know how to navigate. So thank you for that, Michael. Mm -hmm. So I'm just looking at, and I'm just wondering too, like we talked a little bit about the effects about, you know, restricted stock units mm -hmm. and, you know, that interest rate. But like, if we look at a half a point interest rate, I mean, th that's going to definitely maybe slow down a lot of the craziness. We talked about a half a million dollar, $500,000 overbid on a $1.7 million house. I remember. Ended up going for one point, or excuse me, 2.3. Mm -hmm. um, I've got to guess if this continues to hold, then we'll probably see things begin to cool there. Would you agree or what's your thoughts? Oh, it has to, because again, what we're going to do with higher interest rates is we're going to remove buyers from the equation. Now, that is that simple movement won't be enough to quell the housing market because we still have a supply problem. But realize what else have I been telling you? I've been telling you supply is coming. We get to the other side of this vaccine. And I think by April, like April, it's like, that's like tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a glut of vaccines. And by that point, mom and pop are going to go, you know what? I lived in this home long enough. I want out. I need something nicer or something bigger. I want to leave my state, go to another state, whatever it is. We are going to have inventory start to show up in far greater numbers. You bring on inventory and far greater numbers into a buyer pool of less qualified people, prices are going to slow down, right? So if you want to sell, you better list your property like ASAP because you may be, we may, you may be right at the tail end of what might be a list for one, seven, get two, three, because I don't think you get that in June. Yeah. No, so spot on. So spot on. So let's talk about the stock market. I know let's elaborate on that. I know there was some movement there. I know there's, you know, a lot of talk. I think when we, again, going back to the Barry Habib um, interview, and then it's something we've been talking about lately about are there stocks that are overvalued? Is the stock market potentially a bubble? It's funny because everybody's talking about a bubble in real estate when the truth is that, you know, I think our foundation's pretty solid because of good lending yes. and responsible buying and programs and things. Talk to us about the stock market and the changes there that we've seen here today. Yeah. So there's a couple of things there. Let's just nail the housing one first. We are not in a housing bubble because again, housing, people point at values and call bubble. That's not what most housing decisions are made on. They're made on payments and payments as of today, they're historically speaking are right in line with trend. They're safe. However, interest rates keep going up. Even if prices don't move, interest rates up, that will change the equation and we could be heading into a bubble. But as of today, as you mentioned, Ty, no bubble in sight in the real estate market. Now, the stock market, the stock market on, on what is it, Thursday when we we're talking about this rolled over, they saw the bond auction, they saw the spike. The Dow, I think, was down 600. I think the NASDAQ's down like 350. But more importantly, what we're seeing is we're seeing a rotation out of high growth tech, Tesla being a great example. I think it's down like 15% in, in two days or something like that. And it probably has more room to fall. But what people are doing is they're moving into what will be a brighter future. They're moving into United and Hilton and Disney and restaurants and these other things, right? Often called value or slower growth. So this isn't bad. The Russell 2000, I think, has had a record run the last four or five weeks. I think the NASDAQ's in trouble. I think the S&P &P is in trouble. Uh, I think the Dow, the Dow 30 is in trouble. But again, I think this, this economy, it's, if you're in the stock market, you're gonna see it and feel it. Because what has worked 
for four for eight quarters isn't going to work. And it's funny. In one of my daily financial news this week, I think it was yesterday, it might have been the day before, I talked about this legendary uh, hedge fund leader named Kathy Wood. She is the number one uh, hedge fund the last two years in a row. Kathy has Kathy was right about Tesla before anybody else, right? I think she called for like 800 when the stock was 80 or something and people thought she was crazy and she nailed it. And then she's she's nailed like five other things. Unfortunately, what I said on Wednesday, I think is, is Kathy, uh, because the market rolled over a little bit, she came in and put a floor into the market. The market came back and said, oh, all's good. What I said in that video is I've seen this before. Hedge fund managers who run hot, I call it the hot hand, right? It's like when you're at a blackjack table and you can't lose. And you just get hubris. You don't realize that the entire world has changed and you haven't changed your thesis. And when she came in and just doubled down on Tesla when Tesla had a bad day, I'm like, ooh, that could hurt. And you can't blame her, right? She's been running so hot that she's she's raising billions of dollars a month. She's And she's got to put the money to work. She don't get paid if it doesn't go to work. And she doesn't have a new thesis, so she just buys more Tesla. And um, as I said the other day, that's eventually not going to work. And, you know, Kathy, I mean, it's happened before. I've been watching the markets for 20 or 30 years. A hedge fund manager is very rarely the number one person three years in a row. I've seen it happen several times. They hit it twice, but then the market, the world shifts. They don't move. They stay anchored in what made their name and got them on CNBC and quoted in the Wall Street Journal. And Kathy, I'm afraid the market's changing underneath you and you can keep buying Tesla, but you're going to be, you're going to be catching a falling knife. I'm afraid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, that's when that's very insightful. And um, no, thank you for that. So I, I want to ask about um, something we talk about and, you know, the impact being a go-giver, which you are, you come, you share generously with our audience, you put out tons of content Um Talk to us about impact score and then how it might even relate to realtors, agents, et cetera. So, yeah. So something I've been trying to do is marry my efforts, giving back with one rental at a time with my sales career, right? I was very good individually, but even better is a leader, right? That's where I excelled. And it was because I could, I basically broke down all of our efforts into what, you know, I call the pipeline. Some people may call a funnel, Right. It starts with the most frequent activity, but the least impactful, and it all builds on itself until the event happens. In sales, it was a sell of something. If you're an agent, it's the closing of a transaction, a buyer or a sell. But for me, what I've been trying to do and openly telling people is I'm trying to get investors to buy their first or next rental property. That is like the measure of my success. But I've been having a hard time putting something together that leads to how am I truly impacting folks? Because if I just wait around for the emails or the text or the IG messages, it's days and sometimes weeks before I get a communication. If, and if I don't get a little dopamine hit every once in a while, it's like, why am I doing this? Right? So what I've done, and you can go to my channel at there's a goals list. I created an impact score and I'll just go through it here. And it basically just like my funnel or pipeline at, at at work is it starts with something that happens the most frequent, but the least impact. And for me, that's YouTube views. Every view counts. It counts equally. I give it a, an impact of one. So last week of the score that I have in front of us, I had 38,728 views. So take that times one. That's the beginning of my funnel. 
And then for me, the next thing is, okay, people, people check me out. They see this thing behind me. They go, okay, he wrote a book. I've listened to, listened to him for three hours now. I'll go spend 15 bucks on his book. Great. So uh, last week I had 97 book sales. I give that a scale of 10. So 10 times 97 is an impact of 970. Now what I do is I say, you know what? Hopefully you like my book. Hopefully you like me on YouTube. Hopefully you like my book. But if you take the time to write a review, right? Write a five-star review on Amazon. I give that score of 100, right? An impact of 100. So last week I had 15 people go back and write a review. Because again, they're doing something for me, right? I don't, it's, they're taking 30 to three minutes out of their day to write the review. So I give that a ranking of 100. So I had 15, so that's a score of 1,500. Then I do have courses, but I have three. I have a free course, a $99 course, and the Uber 199 course, right? The free course is, here's who I am. Money's important. Watch your budget. Real estate's important. Get a taste of who I am even greater. The $99 course is around budgeting. It's brand new, talking money. Then there's the one that I have thousands of people in called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. Every course from free to 200 counts the same. I don't differentiate. I had 29 of those last week. Now they get a score of 1,000. See how this, and i just adding zeros. That's what I'm doing. So I had 29,000. Now, the next thing, if you, buy, if you buy my 199 course, you can also join the Facebook group, but you don't have to. So what I did is I give that a score of 10,000. So last week I had 21 people sign up for the Facebook group. So that's 210,000. And all of this leads to students doing deals, which gets a score of 100,000. And I had four last week for a total of 400,000. So my total last week, my total impact score was 680,198. Highest score to date, my goal is 500,000 a week. Uh, so that's what I'm trying to do. It all builds on itself. It all starts with just you watching me on YouTube all the way through you doing a deal and telling me about it. So it's, it's fun. This, this really feels like I finally figured it out after a year of struggling. So this feels pretty good. That's awesome. That's so awesome. And I can see too, how like, you know, it's like, so in the, the like real estate agents, operators, people that are wholesalers, you know, it might be making so many contacts, reaching out to so many people, having conversations. It might be so many follow-up conversations, having me. Yeah. I mean, it could, it, it could even be more than that, right? Maybe the baseline for an agent or a wholesaler is getting a new list, right? I got a list of 417 names. We'll give that a score of one because, Hey, that's cool, but that's where you start. And then out of the 417, you make 312 phone calls. Okay. That's 10. Oh, by the way, I got 17 live connections. Well, that's a hundred. And then, oh, by the way, I made two appointments. Well, that's a thousand. And then I had a follow-up meeting and then I presented a proposal. It all kind of rolls together. And, you know, I think it's cool to aim for a certain number. I picked 500,000 simply because it sounded impressive. And I thought I could get there, you know, once a month uh, of the six weeks I've been doing it. I got there once I got close one other week. Uh, but it really, really what it boils down to is students doing deals. Because even if I set records across every other group, if students aren't doing deals, I can't get there. And that is okay. Because my goal is students doing deals. I love it. I love it. So Michael, as always, I always share and say, hey, do yourself a favor, follow Michael at one rental at a time. Best content on YouTube. 
tons of great value, great financial news, um, lots and lots of great value. How do people find the course? Where is the course? So what you can do if you're on my YouTube channel, you can just look in the description of the video or you can do yourself a favor, go to onerentalatatime.com. It's right on the page. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Good luck tomorrow with the taxes. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Long day. Thanks, buddy.